Daniel Bayon with the Wrestling Ratings Podcast. And this is this episode is about me describing the episode amazing. Um I believe every morning after a show is done, they release the ratings. Or, I think that's what they call it when they type in ratings reports. And, got me to think a few days ago. What? Why don't I... Um, because I was trying to try to submit my current podcast on Launchpad. Here on Launchpad. On, um, Spotify because that's the uh, podcast app I use to listen. Well, it's one of the apps I like to use. I actually use Apple Podcasts, but Spotify is just as good for, for podcasts like What Happened on Monday and all the other podcasts co-hosted by Conrad Thompson along with Stone Podcast and some others. Um, and I just thought to myself, ever since 1995, all the way into 2001, the one thing people have been using to gauge the show's success on TV, any wrestling company show, is ratings. Um, because for some reason, Eric Bischoff, when he was given the reins of WCW, and he said, if anybody that has watched any documentary about Monday Night Wars, y'all know that Eric Bischoff said in an interview that when he, he was doing um, a meeting pr- presentation with Ted Turner, to Ted Turner, about how to reach fans in, in Europe, and it might not have, any, have anything to do with it, and I digress in this, but it just gave me, a, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about how one of the most popular European stars at that particular time was Alex Wright. As a matter of fact, given an undefeated streak um, that was ended by Arn Anderson, I believe, January of the same year. And I believe that with Lord Stephen Regal, Squire David Taylor, and Alex Wright, I believe that those were the three components to um, really help them with European fans. And that's when, in about, I think he said 15 minutes into the presentation, he said that it was 15 minutes. Ted Turner asked him the words that he was unprepared for, and that was, what do we have to do to compete with the WWF, as it was called in those days? And he didn't know what else to say. As a matter of fact, he stuttered a little because he was so nervous. And he said, give me prime time. 
because all he had at that time was Saturday night tapings, early Saturday morning shows, and two Sunday morning shows in the morning and after and at night. So we said that to him. He said, um, and I promise this with all my heart. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating in any way, shape, or form when I tell you that he looked. He looked astonished when Ted Turner told the person sitting next to them to give him give Bischoff two hours on Monday nights on prime time for Monday night room. And they didn't even have a name yet, but just the idea that he would give in to that was a gave Bischoff astonishment. And for some reason, I guess because Bischoff did not have he would take advice from like Mike Graham, son of Eddie Graham. Um, and that's how we got, that's how he was able to sign Hulk Hogan to WCW, as well as him. And then he started to do more pay-per-views and everything after that was because of Mike Graham. Well, what happened was, somebody, somewhere along the line, people did not tell him when he was taking advice from people, that ratings, for t TV ratings, or TV is just one part of it. The real money is in house shows. But because this is about ratings, shows about ratings, then let me say this. I took some notes Um, the other... I think it may have been yesterday on um, from the RussellView.com website because it's usually the only um, website where you can actually get the ratings results from the ratings um, reports online. Those are usually, it's the only dirt sheet that you can go to that has the um, ratings right now. And they broke down all three hours, and the 1849 demographic was down, I think about, I think they were down 30% during the, during the last segment of the night. And I can't really say it's very bad, but, um, because the end, the last segment is the clip is usually saved for the cliffhanger. So I don't know if this is good or bad, but, um, what I do did find out was that by doing some research online, I found out that. All three hours, and this is actually, this is actually up all three hours. The it was one, it was over one point in all three hours, and I found out that that's that was actually up from the week before, from last week. 
And I found out that if that's up from last week, then that means they cannot get closer. They cannot get past a 1% of the demographic that they reach. And... When Raw, and when Nitro started, even though Raw was not as fun to watch for a lot of people because they wanted something fresh and something new, and that's when we, uh, that's when they eventually went to the Attitude Era. They went from PG to TV 14, and at the time, we did not know what the TV rating was. We just knew it wasn't family-friendly anymore. Which is actually why I, why we spent more time watching WCW than we did WWF in those days. So, what I found out by taking that picture that I put up on, uh, on my Twitter account and on my Instagram account and in the future on my Launchpad account is from a podcast. Um, I found out that all the ratings they did, especially whenever WCW started to lose in the ratings, they went over, I think most of the time they went over 4% or 5%. Both of them, a lot of times, went over at least 3% of the demographic. And that was even before um, the Attitude Era started, so it shows that there there's definitely a change, and I don't know if they have any ratings pulled in from this past SmackDown, unlike, say, um, August 15th, I mean the morning of August 15th, I don't know if there was any, um, any ratings reports for that, but what would really be interesting would be to see um, how much the rating, if there was any Increase and I see right here there they had if if the if the numbers are true a hundred percent true then they actually the the main viewers beat raw and they beat the whole viewership beat Raw's first hour. So, I just hope that if they don't go too far, if they don't go too far back, because they need to go forward, but I hope that whatever they did Friday, I hope they continue to do that, and hopefully do it on Monday, because the little bit that I saw, it, they actually were smart enough this time around to leave things to the imagination instead of showing it outright.
And I do think that's better. It's going to be better to do that. And, um, let me think about this. Do you think it would be better to do that and to not be too uh, direct? Because if you're going to do things like how they ended Friday night, making it look like a female was thrown up in the air by a man, at least they, th they turned the lights off, which means that uh, people... Working on the ring crew could have jumped in the, could have jumped in there and put a mat for the female to land on to make sure she wasn't hurt. Whereas in the old in the attitude era, they would have showed her landing and not even considered what uh what it might have looked like. So they continue doing things like that, I think it's gonna be a lot better than it was in the attitude era. All right, and I do believe that, like one fan said to me on Facebook, I do believe that they would go back to the um, ruthless aggression era, which I don't really know how much different that was than the attitude era. Even though there were a lot of changes that were made, I don't really, I don't know the definitive changes though. I'm going to have to um, ask people that could see the change. That was good at the time. I, just, I would have to ask them and come back in my next episode. And I'll say and I'll say I made it different. Because I know I um, have no idea what made it different than the So thank y'all. I hope y'all liked this episode. Goodbye.